tell me what the things she is, and then I'll be able to list them off. She's a she's a she's world a DJ. Traveler, she's a world traveler, graduate. Pepperdine grad, DJ, <laughs> painter, model, consultant okay. for our merch line. Okay, perfect. Good. I'll end with that one. If you want to watch TV, like go watch your favorite show. But I think there's so much guilt around like you have to be productive every single second of the day. But like we're 22, 23. Like this is what young adults do. We don't always go out and party and travel and you know meet the coolest people whatever like life is beautiful because like you have life and you get to do normal stuff and normal stuff is beautiful because you know you have you have the privilege to live a normal life which is just as awesome that you guys happy friday we are so excited to bring you this amazing guest today she is a world traveler pepperdine graduate model painter DJ entrepreneur, the next Tony Hawk possibly, and she is the consultant for our upcoming merch line. The beautiful, wonderful, hilarious Kat Nance is in the house with us. We're so excited to have her. This conversation really runs the gamut of topics, you guys. She is quite possibly one of the coolest people we've ever had the pleasure of knowing and talking to. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. And we also talk about some more serious, important things like Ash, take it away. Don't even get me started on the variety of topics that we have for you guys. We are talking also about social media, what it looks like with our mental health, what it means to have a passion project, why the heck you don't have to monetize your passion project, and everything related to social media and being stuck in quarantine. Also, we're talking about why the heck you should just approach that girl who's really pretty and be friends with her. No more intimidation. Yeah, no more intimidation, no more competition. There is room for all of us at the table, and we just really got to start lifting each other up. Hit it, cat. We are so excited to welcome our beloved, dearest friend, Katie, also known as Kat Nance. Kat, how the heck are you? Oh my goodness. First of all, I'm honored to be here with you guys. It's been a minute since I've seen you, since we got our senior year just stripped away from us. That was so fun. (laughs) But other than that, I'm doing really good. So thanks for having me on the pod. We have been pining to have Kat Nance on. She was on our original list of people to have on before we started the podcast. Honest. And she's gonna yeah. about to say that she's not, but Kat is truly one of the coolest people we've ever met. It makes me and Abby bashful. I'm blushing. Kat, just to like praise you some more, Kat's literally so cool because she's one of those people that just like has all these really cool hobbies and interests and things that you don't even know because she's so low-key about it. And then she's so humble about it when you bring it up and try to be all excited. Kat is just one of those cool, low-key girls that everyone just needs to have in their circle. And we're really excited to have this conversation with you. No, I'm so excited to talk about whatever y'all want to ask me about. Pick my brain. Kat has no idea. (laughs) Okay, so Kat, amongst other things, was a public relations major with us at Pepperdine. And we did like our senior capstone project with her. So we got really close and got to know her through that. But she is such an enigma of a girl. Do you want to go ahead and tell everyone (laughs) of your many interests with, you know, photography, modeling, DJing, traveling to Fiji? You can also paint. Don't be shy about the painting and artist stuff either. You know, I haven't done that in a minute. Wow, you just brought back a hobby that I forgot I had. I'm going to go do that later. Inspiring you. That's podcast inspires. (laughs) Podcast inspires. Coin that. Okay, well, let's see where to start. Well, DJing was like, it was one of the things that I picked up last year that I really got serious about for that moment in time, just because 
I'm like a very sporadic person with hobbies. And I believe like if you want to try something, just do it. Like you don't have to be good at it. You don't have to broadcast it. You could be a beginner. It's totally fine. So DJing is something that I really dabbled into last year. Love it so much. It's one of my favorite hobbies. I don't even take it that seriously anymore because it puts a lot of pressure on things and sometimes, you know, makes me overthink everything. But it's just so fun to get together with my friends and like throw down a set if I want to or like play a club because I have some contacts there if I want to. But same. not serious. Same. Right. So, <laughs> As I, I do. totally relate so hard to just throwing down a set for my friends. I, like, sick. I, too, do that on Friday nights with my friends. Of course. <laughs> Don't we all. Okay. What else keeps you busy? Something that I'm really trying to learn lately is skateboarding. I want to be Tony Hawk so bad. I'm so bad at it. Oh middle school boys will bully me if I go to the skate park. So I just practice in the basement. <laughs> So that's a little secret hobby, wow. but yeah, I know. Weird. Honestly, but, um, you have such like skater girl energy. If you would have told me that you already yeah. skateboard, I would have believed you. Yeah. I kind of was I shocked right now when you said you're trying to learn. I'm not buying that completely, but. <laughs> right. You know what? I'm just going to go with that. I'm a pro then. I'm an X Games. Yeah. There's my clip. Just lead with that. Right. Yeah. I don't even know what else I've been up to. I mean, everything. TikTok. Seven hours a day. It's a job. Oh my god, scrolling insane. through. What side what are you, what is like your feed filled with right now? Like what does cat's TikTok look like? That's actually a terrifying question. I was on Ratatouille TikTok for the longest time. Wow. I swear to God, I liked one video and I can't get off of it. Yeah, we were ready TikTok to audition thing. for the musical. Oh, I, I think I might submit my audition tape, but it's crazy. TikTok is such an interesting world right now, but I like I'm in love with the music industry, and that's something that I really want to pursue in TikTok is so pivotal and you probably know this Abby and Ashley because you both are obviously big in entertainment but like they go hand in hand you can't not have TikTok I was avoiding getting yeah. it for so so long but oh me too yeah here we are addicted well I like didn't touch it until quarantine and then- oh yeah literally you could be Olivia Rodrigo and in high school and released one song and it's just blown up so much I'm like really happy for her but that happens to a lot of artists like they're getting insane exposure on there this is a side note about Olivia Rodrigo and TikTok but did you guys see that one TikTok where the guy was like the whole time he's like up until yesterday I thought Olivia Rodrigo was the girl from the Disney Channel and then Mall Cop and her last name is also (laughs) Rodrigo let me look up her name they were like the entire time I thought it was this girl and I was rooting for her I was happy for her and then I found out that it was this other Rainy Rodriguez (laughs) oh my god that's so funny the girl who's in Austin and Alley that that legitimately got me (laughs) that's hilarious that's insane. That's Dang, mall content. But do you produce any TikTok content? Are you trying to make it big on the talk? You know, I posted one video and it's terrifying. You know, I should go back and delete that before this is published. But I, I don't think I'm a content creator. I like to create it for other people. But for myself, I think I just get too much in my head. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm at that awkward point where I have like three followers. So I know only three people are watching everything yeah. I post. So it's kind yeah. of that. I made a TikTok like I like I made a literal TikTok to post and I still haven't done it I haven't worked up the nerve I sent it to Abby this morning and I was like can you critique it and can you (laughs) edit it for me (laughs) do you do like skits or do you do trends or like what's your thing absolutely not uh it's gonna be a surprise my (laughs) 
Abby's my editor. Actually figured out her angle today, her page angle. I figured out my angle today. So I'm going to make it big in a couple weeks. Abby, you've been been posted on TikTok a lot. I feel like you're so good at all the trends and you keep up with all that. really throw caution to the wind when it comes to TikTok Mm -hmm. like I used to care and like put so much effort into certain things and I was like this is so dumb like I'm just gonna put out whatever the heck I want because I find it really fun just making them so I don't know it's like putting my creative energy towards something it's silly it's cool but yeah I don't know I haven't figured out an angle either not really trying to make it big on there but we'll see right that's like I admire you for that because that's something I'm so bad at is getting out of my head on like oh, what are other people going to think if I post this content? But it's so fun. Like, I'll do the dances by myself in the mirror, which is weirder than just recording myself and, like, putting it out. <laughs> you know, I'm practicing for hours by myself. I'm like, thank God no one can see this. I'm like, actually, it's weirder that no one can see this. You're, like, um, dripping sweat alone in the mirror. <laughs> nothing, nothing to show for it. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, just burned up so many calories. <laughs> Oh, and that's what's, what, you know what? I feel weird about myself now. So next time I'm in there, I'm going to record it. I'm going to add it to you, Abby. Kat, I did watch, though, your one TikTok about the people in your DMs. And I, I actually it. laughed about it. I thought it was very witty, very funny. Did you come up with the lines oh, by yourself? You. I did. You know, I looked through we'll my We'll post it on our story. <laughs> I would lose all my followers in my job. So maybe let's leave that one off the story. But no, I I think it's so funny. I mean, boys will DM you like the craziest stuff, the pickup lines. <laughs> so for someone who wants to be a DJ, where yeah. do you start? Like walk us through the process because I'm sure so many people have never even contemplated this as a hobby. Like are we where are we finding the beats? Where are we finding the music and are we putting it on SoundCloud? Like what is it? And yeah. what also inspired you? What made you say, I am going to start like figuring this out to do as a hobby? Right. So I don't know if you guys are big like EDM fans, would you say? Electronic music? I couldn't tell you one thing about it. House Lovely. music all the way. No, I'm just kidding. House music? I'm a big house fan. We love it. Well, so I was like not into EDM for the longest time. And I'm from Vegas. So my first time listening to EDM and my first time going to a concert was EDC. It was terrifying. I was like so so afraid. Oh my god! It was I would call terrible. my mom. Oh, I called my mom. I was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, listen, hang up. Um, yeah. So called my mom, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just like try to do what they're doing. I started listening to so much EDM after that in oh Vegas. Was such a big scene, and in LA, when I moved over here for Pepperdine, it was a big scene, and now it's so up and coming. And I was like, screw it. Like, there's all these guy DJs. Like, I know I can do this and I want to do this. It can't be that hard. It was pretty hard at first. I was like so overwhelmed, <laughs> I'll be honest. So I I took a class. And I recommend that for like any gals or guys who are just intimidated. Pay someone else to teach you because it where to start is like the hardest question. It's hard with anything you're a beginner in. That's why so many people just quit after day one or week one. Because starting is so hard and it's so taboo to be really bad at something. And I was so bad at it. I was so bad because everyone is when you start. But I took a class, downtown LA, scary, but cool people and cool music. And in a week, they said, hey, you have to make a mix by the end of the week. And you submit that mix to Exchange LA, which is a pretty big club in LA. And they might book you. So in five days going from zero to 100, I had to be able to make a mix and submit it to like... A club so it, it lit a fire under my butt for sure but 
But that I recommend that 100% to everyone who's trying to start out. If you really don't know what you're doing and you're too overwhelmed, but you want to do it, try to book a class or try to get a friend. If you don't have, you know, the funds to book a class, which is totally fine. Find a friend, DM me, I'll teach you. Subtle plug, but I'll do it for free. (laughs) No, we're going to throw your accounts all over town by the end of this episode. But a side note real quick. I was talking yeah. to my mom about some subject and she was like, you should take a class one day, learn how to do that. And I was like, that's stupid. I'm not going to like take a class. But that's not true because we're not in school anymore. No one's going to teach us to do anything unless we literally Honestly. take a class. And that's I want so to true. also, yeah, like right. you just said, taboo to be bad at something at the start. We need to cancel that. We can't oh keep canceling people or we can't keep like shitting on people just because they're bad at something in the beginning. That's yes. so wrong of society. That's crazy, yeah. especially at this age. I feel like... I don't know about you guys, but on social media, I mean, I love following people who are so good at art, so good at music, so good at whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, God damn, do I even have a talent? Like low key, mm-hmm. I don't think I have any <laughs> talents, which is kind of fire. But I'm like, it's okay to not have one passion, like one fiery burning passion or one thing you're really good at and to like dabble in a bunch of things and be like mm-hmm. mediocre or just like have fun at painting, but it might look like your third grade brother did it, you know, but like, that's fine. I don't know. That's like something I'm trying to teach myself. Yeah. Like let's bring back doing things for the joy of doing them. I agree. Right. And that kind of ties back into the fact that you would like learn certain TikTok trends and then not post it because I'm sure a lot of people do that because they're too scared of like what people might think or whatever. And I feel like I really want to dive into that because obviously we talk about it all the time like social media has taken such a toll on our generation and all of our mental health and like everyone's just walking around so anxious all the time like more depressed because we're constantly comparing ourselves to others and like no other generations had to do that so let's talk about that a little bit like it's a it's a big topic but it's an important one yeah definitely no it's it's so hard being like on all the time and like having four or five different platforms and like maybe having a different brand for each platforms. I, I don't even know how people do it, how influencers do it or celebrities do it. Props to them because I would be so afraid of the ridicule that they get every day or the thousands of comments if they spell one thing wrong or say one thing. I don't know. It's, it's a tough world. But um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? I think it's so interesting that if you are someone who in this day and age is in their 20s and wants to be relevant in some form or capacity you have to have a brand and if it's not your personal account you have to have a side business or a passion project that has a brand and it must be on at least instagram and tiktok if not also pinterest and like all over town or spotify if you're doing music and everyone is just so expected to brand themselves in some either passion project job or personal fashion on social media it's insane Oh, yeah. On LinkedIn, yeah. I swear to God, everyone's a CEO Oh, yeah. Now. LinkedIn brands. <laughs> LinkedIn brand. Oh, my God. It's like one of the worst ones. It terrifies me. I'm just going to put CEO in my bio. I don't even know what it's for, but I have to have it. <laughs> everyone everyone has it. Everyone's a CEO. I don't get it. You're like CEO of something. No, I CEO totally agree. I feel like, have you guys ever experienced this? I know I have in the past. It's like you kind of build this online persona especially at the beginning, like in high school, when we were kind of like trying to figure out like what the heck we're going to do with social media before it like truly just became such an e-commerce thing. And you kind of build this thing and 
without even knowing it, you're kind of building an online brand and it sometimes doesn't always match up with how you feel you are or how you feel you are perceived in real life. And then you just feel like such a fraud. Has that ever happened to you guys? That was so specific word for word. I know that's keeping Abby up sometimes. I'm like, Abby, are you okay? Do you want to? She goes, what about this one time where... No, that's actually so true. I think I read something. It's like in like some um, psychology paper or magazine where it's like there's your real self, your actual self, your online self, your ideal self or something. There's three of them. And a lot of people are trying to align their ideal self with their online self and totally mm-hmm. nixing their actual self. Because, you know, you want to put forward like, oh, this is who I want to be. So this is just what I'm going to portray myself as online. And then, you know, it just deteriorates their self-confidence because your actual self, the one you're spending the most time with, isn't matching up with these two other selves. And they're so important to try to combine into three. But, you know, everyone's everyone's nixing the actual self, which is the most important one. So that's a really good point, Abby. I feel like that's so true. Yeah. Something else about always pushing your brand, your projects, every single thing that you are decent at is that there's nothing left that to surprise people that you're good at doing. Like if you Mm -hmm. must have an account because you're good at like painting, but you're also good at being a DJ, but you're also like have a podcast and those are the things that you do. Nothing is surprising anymore to anyone about like your qualities. Right. Like when you find someone on social media, like on a dating app or something, the first thing you do is like look them up to see if they're public and see like what they're about. And you can find out everything about them. Obviously, not everything, but everything big about them within like five minutes of like scrolling through. Like that's just really creepy. It's so black mirror oh, really? to me. Yet mm-hmm. It's so normal and common for everyone that we don't even notice anymore. Oh, yeah, it is definitely. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, props to those people who have like good brands and can broadcast themselves and like okay, good for them but like I, I would like to be like, one but <laughs> I would, I'm like, how do you do it but also I me mean, like it's okay to suck just because I'm bad at like normalize having no talents but have no. you felt pressure have you felt pressure to like throw a, like 200% of yourself into DJing and like make something big right away on social media out of it oh yeah I like a part of me every time I take on a task is like, oh, I have to post my mix on SoundCloud or something, or I have to do another gig. But I was like, Loki, like, I don't, I don't really want to. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to just do this in my room or like for 10 friends. But I felt so much pressure to like, have to tell people, oh, look at this gig that I just booked or look at my new mix. But I don't know, it, it kind of something special about it. The reason why I wanted to do it is because I just personally feel like I have such a strong connection with music and I'm like why do I have to make that public and some people like huge props to them for doing it but for me I'm like I don't I don't think that's something that I'm really interested in doing Mm -hmm. so but I don't know because then it's like I do want to let people know so that casually I can make more friends in the DJ and electronic community but also how do I do that without having to make it my whole social media brand so yeah, it's a fine yeah. line. Are you doing freelance work for that right now? Or are you just strictly passion projecting? <laughs> We're going full passion project on this baby. Okay. I'm not doing any freelance. I feel like, honestly, I'm not good enough to charge people yet for it. Like, I'm still mm-hmm. at the beginning stages. I never want to, like, clout myself up too much and say, like, oh, yeah, you should pay me X, Y, and Z to book mm-hmm. me. Because I do want to be honest and frank, like, uh, I'm not I'm not good enough to play like huge huge clubs or anything like that. So 
until I am, then I'll, I'll be free. It'll be a free service. Book me for your younger brother's birthday party. <laughs> Abby's wedding is EDM. <laughs> Sorry, Abby. It's oh, my God. Up. Can you imagine? The real question <laughs> is, did you ever make a mix for a sorority formal party bus? Or oh, no. No, I didn't. Is this really? Because, is this tea? Because Abby asked me one time to do that, right? Do you remember that? And oh my I was, gosh, did I? You did. Oh, oh my god. god. I thought you were bringing this up for tea. Did you turn her <laughs> down? Yes. I was I'm like, like someone me. may have asked you along the line to make a party bus playlist and someone didn't deliver. <laughs> <laughs> what? You told her no? I was like, it was one of the busiest weeks of my life with like three different finals. And I was like, I honestly just don't have the time. I'm so, so sorry. Wow. Abby, no, I thought you were shooting me. But no, I never have. Was, was this when Abby was a stranger to you or did were we all friends? I've known – I think I've had a class with Abby. I think we had a class when I was like a freshman or sophomore. Did Abby's we? like, okay, DMing you from across the room? It's time <laughs> to bring it back to the moment where I met Kat, which I actually remember. You were a spring admit, right? I was. We okay, love it. So it was spring semester, freshman year. It was calm – whatever it is 200 yeah. calm theory communication theory sure right and we had that class together and you walked in and I was so goddamn intimidated by you like it's not even funny and Aww. I remember you were blonde back then and stuff like you were just really pretty and cool and like kind of quiet and mysterious and nobody knew who you were because you weren't there first semester and my god I was so scared of you not like scared to talk to you but just like I didn't know what you were about yet. And I actually wanted to talk about this on the podcast too. Like girls being so intimidated by other girls. Like it's kind yeah. of so weird, but that's true. Like I what? was. Right. No. And that's funny you say that. Cause I was like intimidated by you because it was the opposite. You were so confident, knew like everyone in the class. And I was like, gosh, dang it. Like, how do I get there? But isn't that weird? Like if we just would have had a conversation, it would have been like normal, but instead we just stared at each other totally. the whole time. And we're like, like freaks across the room, intimidated. <laughs> She's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like, this girl is spooky. Yeah, instead we would just, like, exchange a few words before and after class and never speak again. Right. Abby, so going weird. into class, like, today I'm going to say three words to Kat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we each had goals. How fun. That is so weird, though. That's crazy that we yeah. were, like, both thinking the same thing. Wild. That's wild. And I feel like that's so common with girls, especially like I have absolutely no idea how the boy brain works. But with girls, it's Thank like you. you see another girl who runs in your circle or adjacent circles to yours and like maybe you find her really pretty and it just makes you feel lesser for some reason, which it shouldn't right. because just because that girl over there is really beautiful doesn't mean you're any less beautiful just because she is like there's room for all of us at the table. We can all just lift each other up. And I feel like more girls need to have this mindset. Like you kind of graduate from high school and move towards that mindset in college. But I feel like after college is really where it's at. Like you kind of just realize we're all in this together. Like why can't we all just be hot and accomplished, you know? Totally. I feel like it ties like so much into social media too. I'm like, I wonder if that's the root of things just because you're so aware and like overly sensitized to people's like edited photos and vacation mm -hmm. stuff and all that 24 7 I don't know and also if you know someone's social media before you get to know them they can come off one like we already said a million percent different 
yeah. and just not as kind or as bubbly or as fun and just more serious than they are in person. Right. Totally. I just remember at Pepperdine, there were so many like influency girls yeah. who just had all these like extraordinary lives and they're just smiling and on vacation all the time. And then you see them in class and they just like have no personality. Like they don't talk to anyone. Like they're mm-hmm. the quietest people ever. Like it's just really, really weird. It's really weird. And we all like know what each other have eaten for brunch on Sunday. And it's like we've never spoken a word to them yet. We see them in class. Right. Like just the whole thing is so strange to me if you like take a step back. Right. I'm like, I could ask how your dad enjoyed his trip to Paris three years ago, but I can't ask you anything about your own personality or what you did that day. I'm like, I know more about your father than you because of Facebook and Instagram. It's just weird. You're so right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why girl. I feel like it's specific to girls too. Like we're very. Oh, completely. Yeah. I don't I know. I feel like guys just might be straight up oblivious. Like, do they ever think about things like no. this? I don't think so. I, don't I don't think guys think. I don't know if I've met a guy that's had a single thought. And I honestly. <laughs> I want to put that at the beginning of the episode for the soundbite. I don't know if I've met a guy who's ever had a single thought. I don't know. <laughs> Prove me wrong. We're sorry to all of our guy listeners. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have kidding. thoughts if you're listening to our podcast. We already know you're a step ahead of the rest. Oh, Kat, you're going to love Agreed. this. Me and Abby will put on one of the questions on our hinges. We'll put like listen to like our new podcast and sometimes we'll put it in different cities and oh it garners so many reviews and so many people really? asking for the link and people follow through because they'll be like oh this episode was really good i like really like what like you said or what abby said it's so no funny. way y'all are on another level that is so smart i know yeah. only one person's ever called me out and i was like yeah that's what i'm doing they figured out that you were putting your hinge in different locations. Oh, he was like, huh? He was like, ha, 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 are you not that far? But he's like, ha, ha, are you just like putting in this in the bio, hoping that people are gonna like listen to it? And he's like, what's oh. the link though? And I was well, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so that boy's had a thought in his head. Yeah, had a thought. Yeah. Wow. No, that's smart marketing to the next level. Mm-hmm. You're like dropping that. like DM mixes in your <laughs> bumble. <laughs> Loki, I might honestly. Now that you say that, suddenly I've downloaded all the dating apps. Oh, I was just going to say, Kat, do you think music is your love language? Hmm. That's a good question. I think, I think it's, this might sound weird, but I think it's a love language with myself. Like every time I'm feeling any sort of emotion or down, music has, has helped me so, so much. And it sounds really cheesy, but it really has. Um, So I think with myself, it's something I hold like very personally to me. So I'd say it's a love language with myself, but I don't know what my actual love language is. That was really sweet, Kat. (laughs) So cute. Yeah, I was just thinking that because sometimes I think music might be my love language, even though it's like unofficial because it's not one of the five or whatever. Right. But just like when people send me songs that like made them think of me or just songs that they think I would like, it just really gets me going. Like nothing gets me going more than that. So That's always so sweet. If like a guy ever is like, oh, this song reminds me of you or like we'll send you a playlist that's like top tier. Write that down, boys. All the ones that are swiping right on your podcast. Yeah. (laughs) We've had multiple dating episodes on this podcast, and I'm always willing to have more. Oh, they're great. Everyone loves them because dating's so tough right now. What what do you do? It's impossible. Also, an evergreen topic. Like, we'll never stop talking Mm -hmm. about dating and trying to find our people. Even when we have husbands one day, God willing, like, we'll probably never stop talking about it. Right. 
It's a hot topic always. We love it. Um, but circling back to the whole social media thing, especially in this quarantine time when half of the world is staying inside and the other half is jet setting because flights are cheap. It's hard not depending on where you fall on the spectrum. It's hard not to compare yourself on on any of that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's like sometimes I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'll like trick myself into watching social media because I'm like, oh, there's so many good ideas on here, or oh, these people inspire me. Like maybe after this, I'll go try this, this, and this. But then you're like, okay, just one more video on like how to do it, or like one more video on like one more tutorial, and then it's Mm -hmm. two hours or it's weeks, and you never start it ever. And so one thing like I'm trying to force myself to do is like if something inspires me, like put the phone down, get up, and like do that thing right then and there because you'll just get sucked into this hole of like social media inspiration but you don't actually like act on it does that make any sense a hundred percent i have you that makes a lot of sense because today i saw a video on how to make your own egg white bites at home in the oven and i got so excited you guys i was so elated i was like this looks dank i'm gonna go make it and then i just kept on scrolling past into all these other food videos and did I make the egg white bites no I didn't even make my way to the kitchen I didn't make anything (laughs) so I feel you I have been thinking about that actually so much in the past week because I saw this TikTok this girl made and she has a super aesthetic life, but she was basically yeah. talking it about how you save all of these ideas on TikTok, you like a million things a day, and she's like, and somewhere along the line, you forget to actually live out those things you're liking and practice them, and you end up living all these other people's lives and they're accomplishing all this stuff, but you're just sitting there saying, I'm going to totally. do that one day, and you never actually get up off the couch and do it. Totally. So, like, why is that so hard? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. The instant gratification addiction is just insane with TikTok. I'm like, oh my gosh, watching someone else fall in love. Wow. Kind of like I'm yeah. doing the same. Yeah. And then I just <laughs> or like just literally all the aesthetic videos traveling, like aesthetic yeah. stuff around your hometown. I'm like, wow, this is like watching a movie, but I need to start doing some of it. Right. I think I do compared to the average Joe, but like I need to do more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And imagine just how much time we really, truly waste on like scrolling through, tapping through Instagram stories or Snapchat stories or whatever it is. It's like we are just wasting so much of our young lives watching other people's life. And that adds up over time. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I do it all the freaking time. Like I'm not saying I'm immune to it because I'm so sucked in. Like I am so self-aware of how obsessive I am with social media. Like it's really bad, especially like working from home right now it's just really easy to be surrounded by technology like I've just been surrounded by rotating screens all day and I feel like it's gonna totally. start taking a toll for sure yeah no it's like working from home yeah how do you like that Abby is it is there any like community or are you meeting new people at your job and stuff or <laughs> I mean it's an adjustment like I met my like team over a zoom call type thing on Microsoft Teams and like I guess that's meeting people in my work community but it's not the same like you totally just grow up picturing like if you wanted to work like a corporate girly life like you think of yourself yeah. wearing a cute ass blazer or pantsuit and just like strutting through the office to go make your copies or whatever you see in the rom-coms like that's what I thought I was going to be doing I thought I was going to graduate college get like some entry-level stupid job and like work my way up or do whatever and here I am like in the prime of my life 22 and a half years old sitting in my living room like just trying to feel connected to the world 
trying to stay active and like move my body too because if I sit around all day I feel like absolute crap so I just have to like constantly keep getting up and do some type of like exercise movements just to keep my brain working but it's totally. definitely an adjustment you're lifting a two pound weight as you sit down <laughs> Instagram was one thing. It's totally one thing to see the people that you're choosing to follow, to see the people you grew up with, like living their lives, traveling, working corporate jobs. But then TikTok is bringing every person that exists in the world into your, like you're going into their lives. It's crazy. So I think it's that much more damaging to have TikTok. (laughs) So true. One positive thing I will say about TikTok though is in comparison to prior social medias, especially Instagram, it really does glorify and romanticize the mundane everyday mm-hmm. of life. Like the cute right. mini day vlogs people are doing about just like their yummy breakfast that they made or their walk that they went on. And it's just like so celebratory of everything that they do. I love that aspect of it. And obviously there are so many different things that you can be consuming, but the fact that people are really just being authentic, being themselves and like letting people see what their everyday lives look like. I think that part of it is actually really cool. And it's not just a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is I just, it is kind of toxic in its own way, but yeah, is I mean, everything. Yeah. Everything can be. I mean, like you said, I think it's just so important to like take the guilt away out of like thinking every day has to be so productive and, you know, allowing yourself, if you want to binge on social media, binge on social media, but be present when you do it and realize when enough is enough. If you want to watch TV, like go watch your favorite show. But I think there's so much guilt around like you have to be productive every single second of the day. But like we're 22, 23, like this is what young adults do. We don't always go out and party and travel and, you know, meet the coolest people, whatever. Like life is beautiful because like you have life and you get to do normal stuff and normal stuff is beautiful because, you know, you have you have the privilege to live a normal life, which is just as awesome. So I need to like be way better at not guilting myself saying how you didn't you didn't write a novel today or you didn't you know x y and z but like I mean you guys are already doing so much like you I'm so impressed with like this podcast and you guys are so creative and have your own hobbies like if you ever feel guilty like let me know and I'll hype you guys up because seriously like I'm so impressed with Mm -hmm. you guys I'm getting bashful okay I forgot how nice it is to have guests on the podcast who just praise us up and down (laughs) for our one activity that we do. We haven't had a guest in a few weeks. And if we have, it's been like a stranger. So they haven't like praised us. So that was, I'm getting bashful. I was like really missing the affirmations. And I think I needed that. I'm a huge words of affirmation. Especially this podcast. Like, it's more successful than me sitting at home painting. So there's not as much guilt with the podcast. But when I like yeah. sit at home and I like paint a picture, mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like I was saying earlier, like not being productive and not like monetizing something yeah. or advertising to the world that I can do something. Yeah. Like it's kind of nice to not always do that. Like you feel guilty at first, but once you get over the guilt, it's like you don't have to monetize the skill that you have. Just It's just fun to have fun. Totally. Yeah. Sometimes it's more fun to know you don't have to like showcase anything off and like it takes the pressure off of those activities and like when you're in the car with your friends or like just singing loudly the stuff you forget to record that's like that's what sticks with you because when you go back and look at those memories you're like oh my gosh forgot I did that oh my gosh forgot I did that Mm -hmm. the things you don't forget are the things you don't even have like evidence of because it's just in your mind loud and proud is this getting Edgar Allan Poe? Such a cheesy, nostalgic person. I'm Me so nostalgic too. to a fault that I could. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ashley is 
quite possibly the most nostalgic person I've ever met. I thought I was a nostalgic person, but nothing compared to Ashley. Like it's it's a really and I love you. I love you for it. I don't know that about you, Ash. That's oh so yeah. Cool. Every moment that I've ever laughed with someone is probably on taking a picture of <laughs> or written about in my journal after either one. Oh, journaling, that's that's a really good good thing. Do you do that like every day? I, need I wish. Um <laughs> I try to, and that was one of my New Year's resolutions that I failed on so far, but I'll try maybe next week. I a lot will journal in the notes in my phone if I'm like coming back from something I had a lot of fun at. I, or like if I'm like have time because I'm waiting for something, I'll journal in the notes in my phone so much and I need to get that moved off of there in case something ever happens. (laughs) Right. That's so This sounds so lazy, but I wish I could get more into like pen and paper journaling. But I almost mm-hmm. wish that my thoughts, like that I have when I think of things in my head, would just transfer onto the no, paper without me having to sit and write them down. Like the sitting and writing can be therapeutic, actually. But for some reason, I get really impatient, and I'm like, I just wish my thoughts were already on this paper. Yeah, so do I, because right. my thoughts are going so much quicker than my writing. I was telling Abby, I think on the last episode, I wish I could hire a scribe <laughs> to go in the notes on my phone, learn my handwriting, and copy it into my journal that's only half filled. <laughs> That is so anyone you can for an internship out there, I'll give you school credit. <laughs> what an extra request. I love it. I'm gonna put that. I'll hire me. I'll do it. <laughs> I like shipping my journal to cat. This podcast is successful enough. We're hiring a scribe. We're hiring no a scribe. I keep telling if anyone else is listening, I keep screaming, Kat, that I want to get an intern for this podcast. And I keep saying, What will they do? And I've got a laundry list of things that I think they can do for us. <laughs> I think that'd be so cool. Plus, like, companies love, like, startups. And, like, if you can get something big and you're, like, a part of the initial team, like, that looks better than working at, like, a big company, I feel like, to those Mm -hmm. people. So if anyone wants an internship with a small startup podcast. It's going to blow up. We don't have any health benefits. We don't have any 401k matching. But if you want to be our scribe, we'll let you in. (laughs) You're rising with us once we get make it big. No, I need a social media intern. That's what I actually want. Yeah, I want someone to blog, harshly critique us too, and like tell us what we're doing wrong, and like light a fire under us. Kat, you can do that if you want. Yeah, Kat, can you pour through every word we've ever said or written? I I wish I had more hobbies that I. Yeah, me and Kat are like me and Kat are listing off all the things we don't want to monetize, and you're like looking for inspiration. I'm like, I really, I mean, I'm working on the splits, as we all know. But other than that, it's like I don't know. Like Ashley made me the prettiest card the other day, and she like watercolored the front, and just she's really good at like um, what's it called when you are good at handwriting? I can like I'm like good at handwriting, like watercolor. I could probably start. Allie Corsi yeah, and her mother, every time I give Allie anything, they're like, start a business. And it's like a back burner thing for me. You're like, I just there want this go. for myself. Yeah. Ashley, I didn't know you were super like artsy. Yeah, I'll make you a card. Oh, a side note. Oh, I remember what I want to tell you. I'll keep this in for all of you loyal fans. Me and Abby are 2021 goals to make merch. Oh, thank God. Oh, my gosh. You okay. know, you're good at helping us with the merch. You're actually cool. So we'll have you, we'll have, do a separate call about what our merch should even be. And then we'll put oh, tag that we say. Let's do it. Right. That's we so exciting. We can do a brainstorm session. Maybe we could sign some checkered vans and a beanie for you since you're going to be a skateboard girly. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And I'll do <laughs> like, it. I can customize it. Abby, what's that one brand? And the creator was on the Skinny Confidential and he started by signing. Sean Neff. 
Yes, Neff. He started by people's like t-shirts with his like name or whatever and he would just hand them out at like different things and then it grew. are you kidding that's iconic y'all wear it when i'm at the skate park and just falling all over the place and middle school boys are bullying me and a bunch of middle school boys are wearing just go with it but at least you'll look absolutely (laughs) sick and then they'll ask where you got your merch and then right oh yeah we need you to we need your input to make sure that it's cool enough for people to wear of course And not just yeah. sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Sleep shirts. That'd be that'd be good though. Circling back to our lovely topic of social media and mental health. Yeah, do you have any- oh, yeah. <laughs> Kat, I'm curious to know, do you have any advice for younger girls or like what would you tell 15-year-old Kat growing up who is, you know, just getting started with social media? What would you tell her about how to navigate it? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I guess, I mean, something that I've really been trying to do is just like post what you want, like like stop caring so much because really people are just so worried about their own feed and their own posts. They're, they're not caring what you're posting. They're not screenshotting it and saving it and like going back to it later. It does not matter that much. Um, and just to really take care of like your mental health and your pivotal years. And I mean, I'm so glad we were in that generation where we kind of didn't grow up with like the super oversensitized social media. You know, we still had high school awkward phases and like the feeds were just still weird DIY. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't imagine being a teenager and looking like what I did in middle school. People used to tell me that I looked like Michael Jackson dressing up as iCarly for Halloween, which was big fact. <laughs> wait, what? Can Isn't you that wait, specific? Wait, what? Can you elaborate? Let me just blow that comment down. People would tell me... <laughs> This is the biggest exposing I'm ever going to do, but all oh my gosh. people would tell me that I looked like Michael Jackson dressing up as iCarly for Halloween. So not even making fun of you saying you look like one person, but saying that you were one person imitating another person. That is, Big who fact. are these people? I want to bring them to light. I want to know two things. One, who loops Michael Jackson and iCarly together? And second, why wouldn't they say Miranda Cosgrove? Why would they say him and iCarly? <laughs> verbatim that is what they said i don't even know did a boy or girl start this do you remember i think it was a boy which hurt a little more because i was like boys don't notice stuff like that that's a little too specific for a middle school boy to be letting me know we're gonna put on a poll on our story does she look like iCarly or i'll send you the exact photo to use i'll send you the photo i can't unsee it neither will you so i'll be going on a world tour as michael Reborn. If none of us make it big, she's going to do Michael (laughs) impersonations. Yeah. That's my other side hobby, not trying to monetize it. I'm kidding. But, (laughs) anyways, I don't even know what we were talking about that before. I think I was. We were talking about, oh, what would you tell 15 year old you about not letting social media get to you with all these comparison stuff? How did I get there? Anyways. You said I can't even imagine like what the teenage girls growing up oh, today yeah. would feel like because honestly, like everyone's growing up so fast. Like it's really scary. 14 year olds yeah. don't look 14 anymore. They all look 18. They look better than us. They look Things are me. weird. Everyone's already figured out how to dress. Like, no, you're supposed That's to be bad thing. at it right now. Like what's going on? Literally, I was like, y'all skipping the blue eyeshadow phase? No. Back to work. Go back to justice. Everyone's living as if they are literally celebrities. Yeah, which is great. And then some of them are like these 16 year olds are making more money than I'll ever make in my whole entire life. I'm like, that's the whole fine. Idea, but- the whole entire idea of celebrity has also changed and transformed with this generation oh, totally. because 
everyone cool. from their living room can become a celebrity and everyone has a platform. All you need is a freaking ring light and a phone and you can yeah. do amazing things and you can get exposure that no one was able to do before. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of psychological studies that are going to come out in like 20 years on the idea of growing up, everyone thinking they're a celebrity, everyone being on all the time, just like ready for the camera. Like it's going to take some type of toll. And like, imagine what kind of parents we're all going to be. Like, I'm so curious. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm so curious about that. Do you guys have any like younger siblings or sisters that they've like talked to you or confided in about this stuff? Yes, but she hasn't confided. And then I have a cousin who's only, Abby knows, she's only eight. I think she's a fresh nine. And uh-huh. she literally posts on TikTok. Her and Abby are twins. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The content she's posting at nine years old. We have the same personality and the same energy, her and I. I need to do a screen recording because hers is private, thank God. I need to do a screen recording and send it to you, Abby. She was doing like a review of some drink on her TikTok. And it's just like, everyone's just growing up too fast these days. And everyone thinks they're a celebrity. And this is a bold statement, but I almost think you shouldn't be allowed to make money off of brand deals if you're under 18 or 20 or something. There should be some sort of law because honestly, what are you going to do with that much money? Like child protection laws. Well, think about child actors though. Like people have been born and bred in the entertainment industry. Like there's no laws about how much money you can make on brand deals and being on your phone. That's true. It's It's unnavigated territory. Yeah. Yeah. It's so new that I feel like no one can really tap into the legality of it because who even it's, it's like the, it's going faster than law can catch up to, you know? So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe you guys just have to pop off on TikTok and let me know. <laughs> I found my old flip phone. My mom was cleaning out the cabinets. I found it wasn't a flip phone. It was like the kind that sli- slid for the keyboard. Oh, um, fire. I found fire. it from like seventh grade or something. And I was like, I wonder if I can find the charger. So I did. <laughs> and I plugged it in and I was going through the camera roll. And the quality oh. of pictures looks like they were taken underwater on a disposable. Oh, and yeah. I was going through the text too. And everything was just so innocent it was much more it, me at 13 and all of us at 13 was more innocent than my cousin at like eight it's yeah. <laughs> everything was just so innocent and naive and I was telling my mom I was like it's just crazy how in the past like there weren't cell phones like this like 25 years ago and in the past 10 years how quickly things have advanced it's not okay they've advanced quicker than possible remember how mind-blowing the ipod touch was yes i remember first getting one before the iphone the ipod touch or was that like the same time kind of if it was at the same time the iphone was as if like your dad was getting it because he was very like technological to have that so like a kid would get an iphone if so i think we got the ipod touch (laughs) yeah I remember it was just so crazy, like the touch screen, and it was it also it oh, looks yeah. like a dinosaur now, like it looks like a straight up fossil to us. But at the time, it was like mm-hmm. so revolutionary, and all of us were like, Whoa. and that was only like that was only like ten years ago. Yeah, like, exactly. we like, yeah, Fish or something. Right, oh, I was rocking that iPod Shuffle for way too long, so I was looking at all <laughs> you guys with the the touch, and I was like, Mom, please. She's like, Really. <laughs> Like next because you're listening to the shuffle all day long and it's fine <laughs> i was a late bloomer with the tech stuff but that's that's totally fine late i'm bloomer. glad a late bloomer me now with these cords y'all can't see on that on the podcast but i don't have airpods 
poor headphones. I'm not ashamed. That's another thing. I'm tired of getting shamed for the quality of things that I have. My, I have mm-hmm. AirPods. Don't worry, you guys. I'm not a freak. I have, <laughs> I have AirPods, but I like using the cords when I'm on my computer because I'm just not trusting that I should have the AirPods in my head with the Bluetooth for like eight hours a day. I just don't think. Yeah. That, I think that's something fishy about that. I'll use them with my phone and stuff, yeah. but I won't use them on my computer all the time necessarily. And they all would just be dying too quickly. It's just too much effort for them. But I feel poor now if I'm like around people and they see me with plug-in headphones or like my MacBook I've had for like five years. Oh, yeah. I'm tired of the shaming. It's crazy. When I went to – gone wireless for sure. Yeah. I am – when I first went to Pepperdine, I had a Dell laptop. Freak. Honestly, (laughs) this is the stupidest like self-conscious thing, but like in – what was the big in Elkins lecture when we had that huge um, class? Everyone else had MacBook, yeah. and I texted my mom. I was like, "Mom, I'm the only one with a Dell laptop. Like, please, can I get a MacBook?" And I'm like, "Why did I care? Like, my Dell was fire. It worked way better than this Mac. Mm-hmm. They didn't yeah. even work that great. That's the kicker. Yeah, Macs can't do a lot. Like, a lot of companies will suggest you get a Dell, and I'm like, girly." We're like brainwashed by Apple just to like keep totally. consuming all their products because everyone and is and just want to be normal. I'm the right. biggest advocate for you don't need a MacBook to type on Google Docs and send emails. You only need it if you're going to be like editing things. Right. <laughs> you yeah. don't need it for checking your emails and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. like the huge trendy things that it's crazy just how mainstream they are and almost so mainstream that like if you don't have it, then then what are you know? It's Another topic, side note off of social media that I want to bring up is your guys' opinions. I was talking about this with some other friends last weekend is so many things that I'll do if I don't get a good enough picture for of it for either or like a video or anything yeah. that I can use for some sort of content after I do an activity or I hang out with someone, then it's devastating. It actually sucks. Like so, <laughs> it, sounds so, <laughs> it sounds so shallow, but I know like just you admitting to that. I felt the same way. If I'm, you know, having this vacation and I don't get a good photo that day, then I'm kind of like a little ticked off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why do I care so much? Yeah. It, it doesn't even matter. It's just frustrating that it mm-hmm. changes my mood. You know, like what's that, the absolute worst too is when you're wearing like a cute outfit or a new swimsuit or whatever it is. And you feel like you mm-hmm. look fire. Like you're so confident and you're rocking it and you're having a great day and you're like, I'm going to take a fire picture today. Like it's going to be mm-hmm. great. And then you try and it's just not working like the angle or the lighting or whatever it is. Like you just, it's not translating. Reason you look like you've gained 20 pounds that day. Yes. And yes. it's not true. And you probably look different in real life, but in the, for some reason, the one iPhone camera angle ain't working and then it wrecks your confidence for the rest of the day. Like it's happened to me. I know totally. it happens to a lot of girls and it's really sad. Totally. I like, I was obsessed when I moved to LA because I lived in Vegas for so long. I was like, I want to dive into the creative scene and like try modeling and like photography. And I met so many of these really cool photographers and I would do shoots with them and they'd send me the pictures back and I would be just so self-conscious because their cameras are so dang good quality that like everything, Mm -hmm. you can see everything. And it just like, it made me feel worse and worse. And I kept posting more and more of it. And people like, oh my gosh, like she loves it. Like, how do I get into this industry? let alone I was feeling worse about myself the more shoots I went to. So it's like, it's just so weird that you look at someone's feed and you're like, oh my gosh, like she's a model or she's this, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I 
didn't like like it just made me feel so bad about myself no shades the photographers are some of my best friends but i don't know the cameras they just they just do something to you modeling's not for everyone but how did you get into the modeling gigs yeah the first um i don't know if you guys know of the app called the hub it's like it's where models and photographers i think you told us about once (laughs) I think I might have. We only yeah. learn cool things when Kat talks to us. <laughs> you guys make me seem way cooler than I am. I'm I'm a loser. Don't, don't get it twisted. But I don't know if you know the influencer, Charlie Jordan. She was one of the first ones on the hub back before she like kind of popped off on Instagram. And so like I saw her use it and I was like, cool, I'm going to go use it. So I went on the hub and that's how I met one of my best friends, Efron or Efrain. And then he introduced me to a lot of other photography friends and it kind of snowballed from there. When you live in LA, I feel like it's just surrounding you, all of that scene. So if you want to really meet one person in it, then you can meet two more, who know, five more. And then it kind of just goes from there. But if you want it, it's out there for anyone who, who wants to look for it. And DM me too. Like I'm seriously so open to helping anyone get into that scene or whatever. Anyone into any scene that they want, Cat probably has a connection. (laughs) How I typically get into the modeling scene is I force my mom to do photo shoots with me around the farm. And you put her to work. I put her to freaking work. How did you teach her? Because her shots are getting so good. How did you teach Jackie the angle of the last one you posted today? How did you teach Jackie? to like get to work and are you guys screaming at each other i told my mom yeah better believe that they're screaming at each other the entire time totally it gets pretty hostile especially when we're working with some lighting that might be changing rapidly i start to panic and so i'm i've honestly i think i was born to be a creative director but it's really hard when you're a creative director and the talent and the stylist because then i'm just wearing too many hats and it gets messy um, I almost wish I could just shoot my own photos, but like self-timer really ain't doing it for me. So sometimes mom has to help, but she's a saint. She's such a trooper. I feel like she's honestly gotten so much better the longer she works with me. <laughs> she has a portfolio. <laughs> she submits it. She could be a photographer. Your photos look so good. Gosh, so, thank you. Okay. Yeah. I've been taking a lot of, basically, I just shoot as much content as possible. And we all know how it goes. You pick like five that you like out of like a thousand and then delete the rest. And there you go. Totally. <laughs> Are you editing in Lightroom these days? What do you edit on? No, I actually am going to stop stop using editing just because I think it looks better when it's more natural. So I'm going to try and work towards just. You're on that trend, huh? Yeah, we're going to see how it goes, guys. Don't hold your breath. If I get famous in the next month, like, I'll still talk to you guys. <laughs> I love it. Could you guys, like, could you actually see yourselves, like, I totally believe you could be famous. Do you think that lifestyle is appealing to you guys? Or, like, just seeing all of the shade and then fame also, mm-hmm. like, the pros and cons of it, I guess. Could you see yeah. yourselves kind of being in that spotlight? Thank God you asked this question. I think I was born to be famous, but micro-famous. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I have the most performative, like outgoing personality. I'm so comfortable in front of the camera, in front of large crowds. Like it's just something within me and I love it. It's, I feel so alive when I'm like performing for something. And so I do feel like to an extent I would enjoy fame, but not like huge fame, kind of like bachelor fame, you know, like you're famous to a certain group. You can still have the exposure for your career or whatever you choose to do with it, but you're not like, you can't not walk down the grocery store without being stopped. Like you're just kind of micro 
this. I think that could be appealing. What about you, Ashley? I think the level of fame that would be extremely appealing would be like 300 or 400,000 followers and like having a podcast or being some sort of lifestyle thing and where you get approached. Like if you were to go out in LA, maybe for lunch, you'd get approached maybe twice and no one yeah. around you would even notice that people are approaching you. Like it's not that big mm-hmm. a deal. That's a good yeah. level of fame. But then I was really reflecting on it, my own level, my own fame trajectory. <laughs> and even with that level of fame, any sort of misstep, the tiniest, tiniest misstep, or even going out and you're too drunk at a bar, like the tiniest things, like will you'll get canceled for instantly. And that's a lot of pressure. Totally. How do like you bachelor guys- contestants get canceled for things? Like they're yeah. not even that famous. Like it's just the yeah. tiniest amount of fame now. Or if you are not speaking out enough, maybe like about a political party or something, or you're right. not caring enough about a cause. That's just like too much pressure. Right. Yeah. How do you guys feel about cancel culture and like how would you even manage it or like go around it? Like what other ideas do you have to like avoid it, you know? Yeah, because you can't just stay silent about touchy topics because then you'll get canceled for staying silent. And that's hard too, but I don't know. I think at the end of the day, kind of just remembering the human aspect of human beings as a race, like I just feel like we all get so caught up in the digital world that it's so easy to hide behind a screen and there's so many internet trolls and like you got to block that out and just be true to like your authentic self. And I think that's really all you can do. Like the second you start trying to be someone else or trying to do something because you should and not because you want to is when people just see right through that stuff, I think. Like everyone cares about different things. You shouldn't be canceled because you don't seem to care enough about certain facets of like the world. Yeah, I get that. I mean, there's so many like sometimes I'm almost overwhelmed at the amount of things that need help and like humans help. Yeah, it's impossible to care about all of them. Totally. So they're like donate to this or like this is going on right now. Like you should be furious about this or this, this, and this. And it's just so, it almost just makes you a little sad about it. Cause I'm like, I I know I can't help directly just me help that person. So it's just, it's, it's really tough. So, you know, making small steps, you should still feel good about that. But like canceling someone, like you said, for not doing enough or for your personal, you know, like I think they should be doing this, but there's 7 billion people in the world and someone else thinks opposite. So how do you appease everyone? And you can't. It's just tough. Going on to the internet and commenting something mean on anyone's social media. Like, just imagine being that person. Like, what yeah. kind of life do you have to lead to, like, if they're a stranger or not? Like, you just go and, like, comment mean things. Like, what is the point? I don't know. I don't know. Totally. I was listening to a podcast and she is a lifestyle influencer and she was talking about some people that have just like DM'd her really awful stuff. She'll respond to them in a kind way. And after a while, they'll backpedal and be like, oh, okay, like I understand what you were trying to say instead. And they'll like totally apologize and backpedal from their initial mean comment. Right. Isn't that crazy? I feel like it's just so easy to like hide behind a screen and say whatever the heck you want. And then when someone, because they never respond to, you know, the comments, but like you said, if someone DMs you back, then that humanizes them. And you're like, wait, I'm having a conversation with them. Imagine if this was face-to-face, you know? Yeah. It's it's tough. I just can't imagine that. But Abby, I both of you, I hope you become micro-influencers. I think you both have that star personality. And you, they're not Venmoing me for this, I'm being honest. <laughs> right now, we press send. The second she hits her marker, 
word we press send on Venmo. <laughs> you hear like the cha-ching sound in the background for paying her Venmo every time she sends me nice. Can you guys edit that in? That's actually so funny. Yeah, that'll I mean, be funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Funny interns out there can edit things. Yeah. My thumbs are getting tired. I want to hire an intern. I want an intern. <laughs> uh, we're screaming to the heavens from the rooftops. We want an intern. Like my intern will walk away with stuff for their audio portfolio, their social media, and maybe their blogging. <laughs> this whole episode is just a job posting for your internship. <laughs> we need, I love need it. our glass door. We are just doing it ourselves. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share into the heavens about your ho- your hobbies, your passions, or social your media? your platform and your soapbox on which to? Oh yeah, God, this Rod. is your soapbox. What do you want to tell people? <laughs> Be bold, try new things, and like, and teach yourself new things and keep learning because like you said, after college, once you get a job, like that's kind of your thing, but it's just so nice to stimulate your brain in other ways and to not be afraid to just throw yourself out there into like uncharted territory. And, you know, I've said this before, but even if I don't know you, I'm totally here to be a resource for anyone who's looking to get into like DJing or modeling or anything that I could ever help you with. Like, please know, like, I'm not scary. I'm a nice person. And I would love to, to help anyone out in any ways that I can. And I want to say that most people are like that too. So if there's anyone you want to meet or connect with social media at the end of the day, beautiful tool. So use it, you know, if you're going to be on it eight hours a day, might as well like try to connect with someone who inspires you and, if I have any connections or if you guys do, like I'd love to share those with each other and with anyone who's listening. So I guess at the end of the day. People are always far more willing to help than you think they are. Totally. Totally. Because everyone struggles. You hear that, everyone? That is hot, educated, and altruistic. So reach out to her. Pimp yourself out, girl. Where are they going to find you? Where are they going to ask you all these tips on these industries they want to break into? Oh yeah, send us, give us absolutely everything that you That's want to advertise. You're a blossoming TikTok career. Your <laughs> SoundCloud is down the toilet. I'd say Instagram is probably the best for like messaging. It's what if it was the most cringiest skater boy seven? No, it's um at <laughs> K. It's Katie M Nance. I think. I think you're right. It could. I be. think you're right too. I have to check. I kind of also link that it. Out. We'll see. We'll put it in the show notes. The, the show notes the intern should be writing for me. <laughs> also, Kat, last question Sorry. that I love to ask everyone. Any podcast or book recommendations that you have recently? What are you reading? What are you listening to? One of my friends told me to read The Untethered Soul. I haven't started that. I did do this book exchange and someone sent me, I think it's called Factfulness. I'll have to look it up, but it's basically a book about how the world is way better than we think it is. And Aww. Yeah, it's really nice. It's so nice right now and refreshing, but it's like they give you a test and everyone always scores like they think the world is way worse. They think there's way more people in poverty and way more people, you know, X, Y, and Z that's bad. And then actually the statistics show that we're doing so, so, so much better than we were decades ago. So yes, still room for improvement, but at the end of the day, like we're not doing half bad. So mm-hmm. Yay. It's, it's a nice story right now. Beautiful. That's it. Well, we absolutely adore you. We loved having you. 
Thank you for sharing and opening up to us about your many talents and interests and your take on social media and mental health. I think more people need to have these conversations and it's good to talk about it because it is so prevalent in all of our lives, especially in our 20s right now. So yeah, totally. we love it. Yeah. Well, We're going to come out with guys. some Cat Nance merch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't wait. My own line. <laughs> merch drop. Okay, thanks so much, Kat. Of course. Thank I you. love you guys. Thank you.